The Color and the Shape is the second studio album by American rock band Foo Fighters. It was released on May 20th, 1997 through Roswell and Capitol Records. The album was inspired by Grohl's divorce from photographer Jennifer Youngblood in 1996. The album's track listings was designed to resemble a therapy session, splitting the album between up-tempo tracks and ballads to reflect conflicting emotions. Uh, The Color and Shape remains Foo Fighters' biggest seller in the US, having sold more than 2 million copies. Uh, Brad, you Mm. picked this album. I'm here. Most glorious thing in the world, is it? Uh, No, it was just, uh, it came on the day before I had to choose, and I thought that I haven't listened to that. In the yonks, let's give it a shot. Let's see if old Foo Fighters is still far superior to current Foo Fighters. And, uh, well, I don't know how I feel about it. I suppose we'll find out through the course of the episode. Uh, I enjoyed revisiting it. I'll give you that much. You know, came out a long time ago. What year did you say it came out? Nice. Seven. Seven? Uh... Well, the divorce was 96, and then the album was released in May 20th, 1997. Okay, there you go. Sorry, I wasn't listening to the intro. That doesn't sound like me at all. Um, I think it does. Yeah, look, I I had a good time reminiscing with this one. I bought this album on the same day on CD, back in the day, as Korn's debut album. I got those two together. I was like, wow. I remember listening to them back to back. I think I preferred Korn's album to this one, to be honest. But, you know, I enjoyed this one. It's got some bangers. It feels like, well, a drummer trying to get out of Kurt's shadow. There it is. I dropped the first Kurt of what I'm sure will be many of the episode. Yeah, I was surprised to read it. It's the biggest seller they've had. Mm. And saying more than 2 million copies, I thought it would have sold a lot more than that because it was pretty inescapable at the time. Like Everlong and Monkey Wrench were just blasted yeah. 24-7 everywhere. everywhere at the time. I thought yeah. I thought they sold 10 million, 20 million. Well, this was the first well-recorded album by an ex-member of Nirvana. You know, like the Foo Fighters' first album did what it did off the back of Nirvana drummer fame. Right, and it was just a bunch of demos, and it sounded like it. So I don't think any record company really wanted to push it too hard. And then when this one was done, this was well recorded, precise, good songs. Let's push the hell out of it, and they did, and it went well. Yeah, the first album was just demos. He more or less did in his own bedroom, wasn't it? Mm. If you listen to it; it's kind of. It's got a bit of a boxy sound to it. Like, it's not uh-huh. a high-end thing. He did it himself. He played all the past. And, and it surprised that it's like, it had, I don't know, it was a single after single, and three or four singles. On it. it took the world by storm a little. And this was the big party. They started band together, and um, it, it's a proper record this time. Mm. And, well, in saying and, that, he, he, go on. Go on. And, and well, it did. It did. It had hit after hit on this, and it was just kind of everywhere. And mm. um, 
Though it wasn't a band band, this was still, so he did his demo album and then he got, I can't remember what the name of the other band was, Sunny Day Sunshine or some shit, and he stole the, the rhythm section essentially. And then Sunny they went Day out and toured. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They went out and toured and then, right, we're going to hit the studio and they, as a band, recorded these songs, right? And then, you know, once the album was done, they thought they were finished. Then Dave Grohl was ringing up, you know, Pat, Pap Smear <laughs> and say, hey, you want to come back? Can you do the guitar parts on the song again? You know, I'm redoing the song. Okay, we're going to do that song. And then they did it, you know, did the same for another song. And they were like, oh, those, those drums sound different. What's going on there? And essentially what was happening was Grohl was unhappy with the, the drummer's drumming. And so he was re-recording all the drum parts or basically redoing the album with him on the drums. And, I mean, fuck, if I was Dave Grohl, who is arguably one of the better drummers in the world, I'd want to be the fucking drummer too. Yeah. I watched a bit of a video on this. So there's a guy named Goldsmith who was put in the band. Apparently he was a great, great drummer. Uh, he recorded all his parts for this album. And then Dave Grohl said, oh, I'm just going to go do a couple of little overdubs. Uh, nothing mm. to worry about. And a few days passed, this guy got worried. And then the bass player had to break it to him that oh, Dave's just redone everything you did. Um, and I, was, I saw um uh, Everlong, they have on, on YouTube, they have the original demo of Everlong with this other guy playing on it, and I can't really tell the difference, to be honest. <laughs> All right, I hadn't heard that. I was, yeah, uh, in doing my research for this, I tried to find, you know, whether that, that out version of the album's available. I couldn't find it, so maybe I should have looked harder. I found one song, it's kind of rough, and, and mm. you're kind of like, ah. Oh kind of the same thing like no major difference but you know musicians they get like one little thing out of place they're like ah you know oh yeah i understand and yeah i guess uh, being that you know he's a drummer first so i guess everything he writes he has drum parts in mind you know this is how i want everything and this is you know i want it to be this as you say precise so he went and did it himself to get what he wanted and fucking fair enough there's, um, what was he going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, apparently it said that Kirk Bain ruled Nirvana with a bit of an iron fist and he's in charge and he makes the decisions and you play out mm. my way. And Dave Grohl kind of lived under that in Nirvana. When he did this band, he operated in the same fashion. Like it's all got to be done how I like it or. Yeah redo it or get out kind of a thing um yeah that's kind of i remember i remember i went to your place that night and we watched that um documentary oh, yeah. and it was it was what he bought that uh neve console and had it at his house and they were recording a new album together mm. and there's that scene where the guitar player pays a part plays a part and he goes oh do you like it like this and dave just goes never play that note again and and everyone kind of laughs along and you kind of see the guitar player's heart break and you're kind of listening yeah. to it going, it's not really, it's not bad at all. And what Dave yeah. wanted played was actually kind of plain, which yeah. I don't know, maybe it served the song better, but at the time you watch it, you're going, oh, it seems like a dick thing, the way he reacted. Yeah, but I mean, look, he's probably a fucking asshole, but the fact of the matter is he's, you know, 
he was in one of the biggest bands, you know, he was in one of those generational bands as the drummer, mind you. But that was an integral part of that threesome. Then that shit blew up quite literally, like a shotgun to the face. And uh, and then so he moved on and he started doing his own music. And to be fair, it's not always my cup of tea, but he's, fuck, he's done very well for himself, hasn't he? He's, he's still one of the, um, you know, the giants of rock and roll, isn't he, really? Whether you yeah. like him or not. Uh, you do have to kind of go, it is his band. He is writing the songs. He is the singer. He is the driving force. Um, mm. And, you know, a lot of bands do operate like that. You have the one guy who's he's the engine and yeah. the others are just kind of there to serve. That's right. And those guys are just taking the paychecks, basically. They're just probably put up with the shit. <laughs> it's better than yeah. the last Dave, bands I was in. <laughs> Dave, Dave, where's my check? Dave, where's my check? I played G. Millions. Where's my check? Yeah. They're making yeah, fucking movies that- now. Is he? Oh, I did yeah. didn't he? Did another no, book? no, no. They're, 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 uh, check out the trailer. They're making a, it's a horror film for their new album. It's like them recording in some haunted house and it's a splatter horror film. The trailer just came out the other day. Yeah, this is a band I followed for the first couple of records and then just after a while, oh, God, mm-hmm. more Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. After um, so there was this one, and then the third one, I can't remember what it was called. Something about life. That was the album that I left the Foo Fighters. I bought it. I tried to like it. I really liked this one when it came out, Color and the Shape. Then that third one, I was like, ah, it's getting kind of soft. And then look, along the way, I mean, fuck, they've been going for what twenty years plus now. Um, every album has banger songs on it man i reckon like every album has at least two or three killer tracks and then the rest is kind of foo filler the filler fighters you know he has his hits they build an album around those hits fill up the rest of it you know let's go away like every album has awesome singles they're kind of like the blur or oasis of modern rock good singles crap albums i'd agree there was, there was always good singles in the beginning, but I don't know. Now I hear their new stuff. Every time I hear it, I just think it sounds so middle of the road. Yeah, yeah, but they've set they've set a Foo Fighters tone now. So you know, like a Foo Fighters song is a particular thing, even if it's a joke or they're trying to go off on a tangent. It still feels, you know, it's got that same Foo Fighters feel, I guess. That's okay. They can do different stuff. And he can do what he likes now. He's got fucking endless amounts of money. He probably makes more. Oh, what do you, here's a question. I put this to you, my friend. Do you think Dave Grohl makes, is it Gruel or Grohl? Besides the point. Do you think he makes. Uh, Gruel. Do you think Dave G, old, old Davey G, makes more money from the Foo Fighters or Nirvana in 2022? A good question. It might be close. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot oh. of lawsuits going back and forth with Courtney, isn't there? Sure. There's I reckon his money to be had. Yep, I reckon his slice of the pie of the Foo Fighters is much larger than Nirvana now, and that's a big call. But I think he would be the majority royalty holder for the Foo Fighters. There's other guys. Yeah, it'd be like the Bon Jovi setup, and they just get paid a wage. 
Uh, I don't know any facts here. I'm just assuming. Uh, and then Nirvana, yeah, he was on. Kurt was on the majority, so that'd be going to Courtney or his daughter. I don't know. And then him and uh, bass player would just be getting a small percentage. That small percentage would be millions of dollars at this point. But I think Foo Fighters is making bank as well, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't really know any facts or figures on like how many albums Nirvana actually sold and how many. Like Color and the Shape, $2 million, their biggest seller. That's not really rocking the world too much, mm. is it? It's no. not in the 20s and 30s. Like, yeah, but, you know, you get – yeah, but then you say, you know, that's their biggest selling album, but I reckon their last album would have easily sold, you know. Oh, actually, maybe not because it's all streaming now, isn't it? So how the fuck do you compare streaming to album sales now? Well, it's touring now, you know. It's mm. touring. It'll be the stadiums every night. They're playing 20,000 seaters, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And they come yeah, here, yeah. they are. So that's – Yeah. I'd say the money in Nirvana's significant. It's worth – it's obviously worth fighting over, and it's their legacy yeah. as well. They obviously want to control how it's presented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so when, this album, yeah, <laughs> this album, yeah. Do you think the first? Do you think the, you push push this? You didn't put you you know you didn't put a CD in, but I'm going to say that you put the CD in, push it in, hit play. Does do you think the first song, Doll? Sets the tone for the album. Do you listen to Doll and go, oh, the whole album's going to be like this? Uh, well, it's you kind of you know the band already, and so you know this is the soft song, and now they're going to get blast into something, mm. and that's exactly what it does. Um, for me, the problem with yeah, I guess. So I didn't know going into this that uh, what did I say on my notes uh, it was it was designed to resemble therapy sessions, splitting the album mm. up tempo tracks and ballads. So it's going back and forth between the emotions. Didn't mm-hmm. know that when uh, I listened to this album, re-listened to this album, and I, I was sitting there getting confused, going, "What? It's just like so unbalanced. Mm. <laughs> like it goes from soft song, loud song, soft song, loud song." It um it's a kind of a disjointed listening experience, I thought. Mm. And then when you read about it, you go, Oh, it's thematical and it's artistic and it's all and you're like, eh. but still it's a weird listening experience, I found. Yeah. I think it's like you said, there's there's soft ones and then the loud, what you'd expect, you know, from he's gotta to stick to that uh, grungy or rocky style to keep this fan base. I like Doll. I thought it was a good opener in that it's sort of, you know, it's quirky. You know, everybody was quirky in the 90s and it sort of gets you into it and it's got weird lyrics about, I don't know, being tied to a lamp. It feels, sounds like he's being tied to a lamppost or embarrassed at a bachelor party or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay, that's good. And then the first single was Monkey Wrench and that song hits, you know, it's a brick wall of noise and it's, it's good. It's a, it is a banger. And then straight into Hey Johnny Park, and I think Hey Johnny Park's probably my favourite song on the record. I think it's just a good classic rock riff, melody, everything's recorded clean and clear, it's good tone. And then after that, it drops off quite severely. You know, I don't think there's another good song until 
ever long, you know, and then that's it. So I think that it starts off strong, falls away with filler, and then comes back with Everlong, which I, you know, Everlong, that's the, you know, the, the masterpiece of the album, I guess. Back in the day, I really loved Monkey Wrench. I really loved Everlong, and I really loved uh, Wind Up. Um, oh, yeah. To tell the truth, I didn't really like it back in the day. I never bought the album. Everybody had it around me, and mm. you had to hear it. You heard it whenever you're around people, and a lot of the songs really didn't do much for me. Listening back, oh, I guess I kind of warmed up to uh, Hey Johnny Park, and mm. uh, I don't know. But, yeah, it's... There's just some really fucking terrible shit on here, I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's, um, a, I it's a young... I shit next to a lot of songs. <laughs> p- pussy shit, did you say? Yeah. Like I a queef. Here's my notes. Dull, pussy. Mucky wrench. Raging pussy. Just can't call it epic. Hey, <laughs> Johnny Park. Kind of pussy. My poor brain. Too happy. Good, good bits and pussy happy shit. Wind up. Loved it. Back in the day, but now a bit average. Up in arms. I can't say that word. <laughs> Pretty. Then um, it's a bundle of sticks. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> My hero. Hated back in the day. Now sort of okay. See you. What is this horse shit? Cheesy. Enough space. Noisy shit. February stars. P- pussy shit. Boring and lame. Mm. Repetitive. Oh, yeah. Ever long. Well, we all know we belong. It's a great song. Mm. Walking after you. Oh, Jesus Christ. More pussy shit. Boring as shit. New way home. Super pussy shit. The Osmonds wouldn't scoop the slow. Color in the shape. Total fucking crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think you're right there. But I mean, if you look at, if you look at Dave Grohl when this album came out, right? What did he look like compared to Dave Grohl now? He looked like a skinny, little pussy right it's just you look at him and you go yep he's gonna be writing these you to use your term these pussy songs you know like it, it suits his vibe i guess um the one track that you said is pussy and i agree with you on and and this version is walking after you right you know that song it's fucking meanders along and it's poorly played and it seems like there's mistakes in it on this version, but they re-recorded it and it came out. Do you remember the X Files? Of course, you remember the fucking X Files. Um, it's out there. The truth is out there. Anyway, their film, the first X Files film on the soundtrack, they re-recorded "Walking After You," and that was on like most of my mixtapes back in the day because I, I loved that version. I was like, "Whoa, this sounds great!" And then you listen to the one on this on the album. And it's garbage. I don't know what they what he was thinking. Yeah. I, when I wrote all that stuff, I was listening through to it. I don't know if I was having a bad day, but it just wasn't working for me. I put it on today and in the background, not that bad. Mm. Background. Oh, when you're look, walking around it with headphones on, listening to it fairly intently, it's kind of like, it just kind of goes bing, 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 ding, 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 kind of. Uh, yeah. It's not really a rock record. No, again, those banging singles, you know, those really good songs, and then a lot of fluff around it. Fuck, I need 14 songs. Oh, I'm, I'm emotional. I better write another love song. 
to what it feels like to me. Um, yeah. Like a lot of the stuff we listen to, could have been a real wicked EP, you know. Go six or seven songs, finish off with a couple of, you know, put in your walking after you or your um, uh, God, February stars for lack of a better choice here. Um, you know, you could have gone, let's go fucking EP starts, Monkey Wrench, Hey Johnny, Johnny Park, My Hero, Enough Space, Everlong. Boom. That's a banging. Here's the Foo Fighters, bitches. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 50 minutes long and... And it was the thing for me is like I really liked heavy bands back in the day. You know, I you know we played my White Zombie, and we play I love my Metallica and stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that kind of got me about this album is the guitars. I didn't really have the words back then, but um, I was reading they're using Mesa Boogie dual rectifiers, which are pretty cranking amplifiers. Mm-hmm. They've kind of rolled off all the low end on those, and mm. like it's. It's kind of faux rock to me. It's kind of rock light. Well, I yeah. think it's it's all it's all driven by the drums. You know, like if you really listen to the production, the drums. That's why they've taken out the low end out of the guitars because they've put it back into the drums. You know, real punchy. Everything's good there, and then it's just real light guitars and bass. Mm. And then his terrible voice. His I reckon his voice has gotten better. Definitely like screaming. This, you know, the when he tries to Cobain it on this album, it does not sound good. But now he can do it. Now the cat can scream. Uh, I don't know if it's his voice that really puts me off, but it just feels like it's a little theater. It's kind of like, um, mm, yeah, a glee club doing rock. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I no, I agree it. with it. I agree with that. I mean, you know, uh, to compare it, you know, we always got to compare it back to Kurt when that cat had no, um, well, at least what I can see, did no, no fakeness to it, you know, and he didn't, he wasn't, didn't seem to be putting it on. And I guess the fact that he, you know, when he felt like he was faking it, he killed himself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whereas this. Yeah, you're right. Definitely seems like the Glee Club is a wonderful analogy. Like he's just putting it on. Oh, I've got to scream now because that's what's going to sell. That's what the kids want. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I say I've never really been enjoyed certain songs, but never been blown away by Foo Fighters. Mm. Listening to a whole album's a bit of a stretch for me. Um, I, I, yeah, it's all I, really well done. It's super well produced. It's a nice recording. It's excellent musicianship. It's not really for me. Mm. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, look at the Spotify. Well, we got Doll, 6 million views. No one gives a shit. Monkey Ranch, 141 million views. There's some fucking, that's locking it in right there. Wow. Uh, hey, Johnny Park, only 16 million views. Big drop offs. No one oh, gives wow. a shit until you get to My Hero, and that's 209 or 220 million. 
Well, is that the most listened to on the record? No, it'd be fucking Everlong by far, wouldn't it? 550 million. Everlong? Yeah. Yeah, totally. By far, 550 Monkey Wrench. Yeah, so it's kind of like a three-song album, people seem to think, really. Yeah. Yeah. No one's listening to Doll. No one gives a shit about the colour and the shape. No one cares about New Way Home. Nah. Well, you, you listen to Doll because it's the start of the album and you're trying it out. You never go back to it. Yeah, it gets a play and then someone hits skip eventually. Oh, yeah. But walking yeah, yeah. After You, that's such kind of, I say, pussy shit's the only word I've really got for it. February Stars, God, that's annoying. Oh, that's an <laughs> awful fucking song. Uh, sorry, Dave, right. I know you're listening. Yeah, a huge I think I'd rather listen to fucking ABBA. Than February fucking Abba? stars. Nothing. I was saying I'd prefer to listen to that than February stars. Yeah. You know, ABBA got a new album out. They're dressed up like Tron kind of outfits, isn't it? Like oh, and they did. They're doing a live show. They did um, like holograms of themselves and shit to go out and did do they? a live performance. Yeah. They're like scanned old ABBA dancing around doing this new songs and then they're going on tour as holograms. They're not actually on tour. It's just you watch a light show, you mean? You, yeah, you watch the light show, but it's the actual old people as young people. You know what I'm saying? It's holograms of themselves when they were younger. Yeah, but, they've, but they're, they have they physically recorded the movements as old people for the news tour. Oh, so they, and, they, and then they, they make their motion, motion captured. captured. Yeah, that's it. So they're cheating. They're going to have to adjust the nipple lines on the holograms. That's interesting. I did listen to their album. I gave a few songs, like 10-second listens. God, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Are we talking about ABBA now? Yeah, talking about ABBA. That's All right. Oh, of course it's terrible. They're well past their prime. Come on now. Yeah, but it's like Casio keyboard drums and Casio keyboard oh. bass and well, maybe they're ahead yeah. of the time now. Maybe they're just Abba knows best. Uh, so I'm when sure this they've al- made forty million. When this ca- album came out in '97, what other album would you rather be listening to than this in '97? Yeah, what have I been listening to? White Fucking Zombie, Marilyn yeah. Manson. Manson, yeah, Beautiful People was 96 or something, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Mechanical Animals, I flipped out over that shit. Future album, as Brad likes to say. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we could do that. It's like his Bowie type one, eh? Uh, They called it Glam Rock. I never really got the reference. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. More of his uh, his commercial album, I think. He kind of went commercial. What was the single off it? Is that the drugs one? Uh, yeah, I don't like the drugs, but the drugs yeah, like right. me. Uh, okay, well, we can get into that. Uh, I yeah, I was listening. Album. I was listening to Corn. Corn's first album instead of this, because, like I said, I got them at the same time. Corn got far more listening. Angry young man. Angry. I think I preferred No Doubt to uh, these guys. Oh fuck you in the mouth hole. No Ooh. doubt. You know what, um, Gwen Stefani. That's her name, eh? She looks yeah. like she drinks fucking kombucha. You know what I think of kombucha? 
That's like the fucking. It's like the the water you get when you <laughs> when you wash out, you rinse out your flashlight. That's that's kombucha. Kombuchas. <laughs> ah, I don't know where that came from. Enjoy that, everybody. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I've heard of kombucha before. To be <laughs> I'm a little lost ah. with these references. It's okay. Continuability. Fourteen oh. songs, fifty minutes. How many songs are you skipping on this son of a bitch? Jesus Christ, I'm skipping a few. All right, so Dolom. All right, I'm going to listen. I'm getting. I'm listening three, and then I'm skipping fucking one, two, three. Yeah, I'll listen to my hero. So I'm up to three. Get rid of see you. Get rid of enough space. Fucking February stars can piss off. So a lot. I'm probably skipping like. Eight out of fourteen, I guess. That's that's not a good result, Dave. I got six decents and epic for Everlong. Seven, so I'm skipping uh-huh. half the album. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and I are on the same page with this one actually. We haven't been there in a long time. I like, was so, thinking, like, why has he done this to me? <laughs> Is this revenge for White Zombie? <laughs> no, no. I if you want revenge won't be it won't be rock when it's revenge, mate. Revenge Waiting will be for like the a folk folk album. You haven't gone deep folk yet. No, I haven't gone deep folk. Maybe maybe you know, my next choice will go I'll fucking I'll Bob Dylan you and you can just go, What the hell? I don't understand a word he's saying. I was thinking you're gonna iron and wine me or something like oh, that. Oh fuck, I've see you're doing them. it to yourself. You're giving me ideas now. I'm just gonna. Maybe I'll do like a series of of revenge albums. There's no revenge. The- it's all been fine. Yeah, I mean, look, I, think- I had to sit through Metallica's Black. Go and see that episode to see what I think of that. Oh, just wait for seeing anger, buddy. <laughs> oh man, when you try to hit it. a fucking pong pong, worst snare sound in the history of all time. Okay, so we're skipping half the songs each. Uh, yeah, cats yeah. meows. How many? How many? Um, I don't know. How many punches in Dave Grohl's face out of ten are you going to give this album? How many shotguns to the face? Seven worth. How many sacked um, drummers? <laughs> how many sacked drummers? How many? Uh, uh, I reckon I add it out of ten. I'll give it a. I give it a six. I reckon I give it six, six, just a solid six. I was thinking a half there because I do really like Everlong. I think that's you know that's a that's a fucking classic song. But I just 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 go six. What say you? Uh, I'm gonna go five. All right. Hey, well look, we're still in one one fucking uh, uh, fired drummer of each other. So that's pretty close. Yeah. It's closer than been in a long time. Yeah, no, we've had a few, had a few alignments. A few have alignments. we? Well, have we ever aligned in the high end of the scale? We must have. Did we do Nevermind? We must have been up there. And the, I, I need to listen to our own show. Then I'd know. I think we aligned on Scary Movie, didn't we? And a few things. That's on hmm. the higher end. Well, who's to know unless you listen to them all? Yeah. Oh, we've done 30 minutes. They don't pay us overtime. Um, mm, fucking uh, Patreons. 
A measly $400,000 an episode. Like, it's just not worth it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's a real fucking hardship to, I mean, dollar bills for toilet to paper, y'all. How do you get by these days? Inflation. Inflation. Inflation's killing, you know? I mean, and we spend, you know, a good fuck a month researching and prepping for every episode we do. It really is. It's hard work, people. This isn't just like sitting in a room, relaxing with no shoes on, having a drink and talking into a microphone. This is fucking, this is hard work. This is the real deal. We're we're not complaining, but we are better than our audience, obviously. Wow. I think people understand that. You know, that's why they're listening. You know, we, we are, we are penetrating their ears with our, Uh, um, They're not going to think for themselves, are they? No. Why would you? Six <laughs> percent inflation. Why would you do your own research when you could just listen to two fuckheads talking? Yeah. And on that note, science has changed. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs>